How long have you been in the Navy? I've been Black Bay Life. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. We have 40 years of naval service. And each week we discuss a potpourri of topics, which we like to call smoke pit topics. These are real world topics that concern us, our marriage, and our Navy with a sailor twist. So join us each week as we dive into the deep end. Booyah! Three, two, one. Hey everyone, welcome back to E14 Podcast. I'm Jamie Britt. And I'm Heath Britt. And together we are E14. And please remember the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of our own and not the United States Navy or our respective commands. So take it or leave it. And just to say something, babe, this respective command now. I don't have a command no more. uh, Just you know, we our but guest Valerie, our guest Valerie has, has a, a command. command. That's yeah, true. that's so. Valerie you know, has a command. Good our guests point. always have commands. Good point. So Good point. Our respective commands works. So, uh, everybody, welcome everybody uh, back to E14 podcast. We have today with us we have Valerie Vestal, and she's here to talk to us about some uh, seasonal depression. So, Valerie, please introduce yourself to us and tell us a little about yourself. Yeah. Well, good afternoon. Thank you so much for. For having me, I am uh, Valerie Bestel, Lieutenant Commander uh, in the Navy Reserve. I've been in the Reserve for um, 11 years. I uh, feel like something unique about myself. I did not join the Reserves or in at the Navy at all until I was 39. And so that was quite a fun adventure. And um, in my civilian world, well, in the Navy as well, I am a psychiatric nurse practitioner. At this point in time, I'm actually. Um, on ADOS orders, and I am on a special project of the expanded operational stress control. Probably the best gig I've ever had with the Navy. Really? Yes. We talked about it a lot over the phone that yeah. time. Yeah. It's a big mm. deal now. It wow. is the absolute best gig ever. I mean, I'm passionate about it. It helps our sailors, and, you know, it feels like you're giving back. You know, ma'am, when we were advertising beforehand and we were kind of putting it out that we were going to have you as a guest on the show, a lot of sailors hit us back and they were like, yes, we need to hear this. Yes, seasonal depression exists. It's real. And um, we can't wait to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So, you know, it, it like there it's a topic that sailors want to hear about because we know it's out there. We know it exists, but we don't know a whole lot about it. Never heard it, of it. It really is. You know, one of the things, um, so I mentioned the operational, expanded operational stress control. And one of the modules is is healthy behaviors. And, you know, there's only a limited amount of time, but I do have the opportunity to squeak that in. And mm-hmm. the interest and attention is is very real. Um, and at times at my NOS, when I help lead the suicide, I also, you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. And mm-hmm. so I often describe, you know, depression and what it looks like way before we talk about suicide. Right. right. You know, and uh, I don't know how, how much you're on social media, but we're on it quite a lot promoting our podcast. But, you know, you see a lot of things that um, have been coming out recently as far as awareness for depression. And it, depression doesn't look like what you think about. You think someone that's laid up in their bed, uh, you know, covers over their head, but oftentimes it could be that smiling person or that smiling sailor next to you. 
So, you know, Jamie, I actually have a talk. It's called The Five Faces of Depression. And so today we'll talk about one of the faces, which is seasonal depression. Because just like you said, you are so right that, you know, not all of depression looks the same nor is created equal. Um, one of the things that you're really describing is that we as humans wear masks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Definitely. You saw, you hear that a lot on our uh, Tale of the Stigma that a lot of people wear masks oh, just yeah. to fit in their environment so they don't stand out so they can continue to carry I'm on. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. That's right. what you hear the most when you ask, how's your day or how are you? Good. Yeah. So, you know, again, it's about awareness, you know, for everybody. That way the person knows that, hmm, that maybe there is something wrong. And then other people notice as well. So, we can come together to uh, solve a, a big problem. Right. That's great. So Valerie, in your own words, so what is seasonal depression? Could you define a little bit for our listeners and for me too? Sure. So seasonal depression is a, is a type of depression that comes on at a particular period in time. And it usually comes on in the fall to, and la- could last through early spring and then stops. Um, or, it generally comes on in the fall, can come on in the spring, but it's it's rare. Um, and so that's the, the biggest thing with seasonal depression. It really is a, uh, it's related to a decrease in light. And that is what happened. And that's really what triggers the seasonal oh, depression. Daylight savings time. I was going to ask you about that because Heath and I were just talking about this. And I said, I just feel so run down. I get home, mm-hmm. it's dark, and I just want to eat and go to sleep, but it's only 6 30. <laughs> well, Jamie, you just described uh, what seasonal depression looks like. The second part is eating. You know, it was often described when someone, with seasonal depression, you want to think about a bear. People hibernate. They get really oh. tired and their appetite goes up, particularly for carbohydrates, because there's a, a point that there's potentially a decrease in serotonin. And then sugar is a temporary fix to increase <clears throat> serotonin. So you're, you're spot on. So with that, with that said, I want to hit on something. So sailors at sea. Or especially, let's talk about submariners. Yeah, who can go a long time without seeing real, you know, light. Is yeah. something besides, you know, light in a room. I mean, no, no sunlight. So is that is that is that a big deal with dealing with submariners? Mm, it's huge, um, and so you know, that's kind of one of the things I've been I've been talking about a little bit recently. Um, not only submariners, but our people, um, our sailors who are in Seattle. You know, Seattle, mm, it's right. dark yeah. anywhere that it's anywhere that it's dark, because what happens is that when the sun hits your skin, you um, secrete something called histamine, which mm. gives you energy opposite of antihistamines, which make you sleepy. Right. And so with that being said, when it's dark, you're secreting melatonin and melatonin is, of course, what makes you sleepy. Right. And. When we talk about people who are at risk, um, yes, our sailors, there were some studies done um, there in Germany. There was a military psychiatrist who did some research in Germany. Of course, people in Germany are at increased risk, people in Alaska. But when we talk about who is at increased risk, 
um, it is women uh, more so than men. Men certainly can get seasonal depression. But would you believe that it's also eye color and skin color puts mm. someone at increased risk? Um, Jamie, I can't see your eye color, but I will tell you that people with brown eyes and hazel are at more um, increased risk and people with dark skin than people with light, light skin. Well, I am Hispanic with brown eyes, so you are spot on. And I am a redneck <laughs> with brown eyes. So yes. I'm, I'm at risk. Um, but it's a lot of this is all seasonal depression also relates to vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and so there are, aside from eye color and skin color, there are other reasons um, when people have low vitamin D that also puts them at risk for seasonal depression. Um, there are a myriad of reasons people can have low vitamin D. Um, <clears throat> one, well, let me just say this, someone who's really uh, has light skin, but they wear a lot of sunscreen. Well, they're going to be at risk the same as someone with darker skin. Right. Um, so there are uh, lots of reasons people take certain medications that uh, reduce that risk. So would, uh, you know, someone listening to this saying, hey, I kind of want to prevent this now that we're all in daylight savings times. Well, not all of us. Some of us are in daylight savings time. <laughs> but um, would it be who of a sailor to say, I'm going to take vitamin D supplements at this time of year? Or would it benefit them? Yes, but um, Jamie, there's actually um, probably, so vitamin D, you know, I'm I'm not, it certainly helps, but I don't want, they would have to talk with their, their doctor oh, okay, yes. to, um, to understand what their vitamin D level is. Mm-hmm. Um, now, normal vitamin D runs from um, 30 to 100 nanograms. Now, in my, just my opinion, I'm not telling any sailor what to go out and, and do, but 50 to 80 is where I like to keep my patients. You know, mm-hmm. 30 is still is still low. And when I do treat my patients absolutely with vitamin D and I give them 50,000 units um, once a week. Wow. And then, and then you just start, do they start, um, I guess, having more energy and all of they, that that we spoke about? They certainly do. But there is actually a, a treatment, Jamie, way before we get to vitamin D. Really? It is. So have you ever heard of the light box? No, I, we talked about this. Wait. I've never heard of it. Yeah. So wait, is this what the, what the submariners have? So, you know, I've tried to snoop around to see if they have it, because if they don't, that would be a, an absolute potential lifesaver and miracle. Um, so I don't know if they have it, but I would hope that they do because I've never been on a submarine. Uh-huh. Um, but the way it works, actually, someone like yourself, Jamie, you can um, order it from Amazon. Huh. Wow. Uh, now, you don't want to order just any light box. Um, there are certain criteria and ones that are uh, have been studied and proven to be better than others. You know, that that's so amazing that there's just something that you can do as far as light <laughs> to change your yeah. whole mood around. Yeah, right? right. I right. mean, you wouldn't. I, I guess I didn't even know that I was suffering from this. I just thought, oh, the time change is right. really getting to me. Right. That's, I always say, because it has been, you know, I didn't really know that it was actually, you know, I was 
having symptoms. Yeah, me too. I was having symptoms. I'm passed down on the couch at six at night. <laughs> Both of you, I mean, are at high risk. So each of you need a, a, a light box. Yeah. And when you do, did you know that um, with the light box, you measure it, the intensity of the bulb in lux, whereas a normal light bulb is measured in watts. Watts, right. Huh. Um, yeah. And so the idea is that for any sailor out there, to do something, we have to make it so that it is convenient. Right, right. Um, and so, you know, Jamie, you could put the light box on your desk at work and use it, you know, because I don't think anybody's just going to sit under a light box. That's not the goal. Um, but if you put it on your desk at work, the idea is that you would use it 30 to 60 minutes a day. Um you should put it on the edge and it should sit perpendicular. Um, but the big thing is that the lux should be anywhere from 2,000 to 10,000 um, lux. Wow. So they got the light box and that's its purpose of its creation is to help people that's that's deficient in vitamin D, right? Well, its- it's, yes. Well, what it does, it acts, it's very similar to sunlight. And so that's okay. the purpose. Right. And so if I have more sunlight... It's going to hit my skin. I'm going to create more vitamin D and more histamine versus melatonin. Got it. So with that being said, there has been studies on this seasonal depression, even though it's kind of quiet. I haven't heard of it, but I know I'm not in the medical field and Jamie's Jamie never heard of it. I'm no, I've heard of it. it. I just didn't really understand what it was. So there's studies being done on it. Has a Navy made studies that, cause they're, you know, are they trying to do things to help prevent this from happening? So, you know, I, I did some um, investigation with, you know, in regards to the Navy and I was talking to uh, a captain that I know, and and I do know um, that yes, in 2018, the VA has done um, some studies on it, you know, and once, so what is the purpose of a study? Yes. To prove that it really exists. There were some studies that was done in the Antarctic with civilians and the military and now that they know that it is real, um, they are telling uh, military members and sailors to get awareness um, and, again, to get uh, treatment for it. Um, so is it primarily our Pacific Northwest sailors that are dealing with this or is it across the board? What do you typically see? Yeah. And so really, the higher someone is or further away from the equator, the higher the risk. But I'm here in North Carolina. And I, I treat patients all the time. I mean, I um, also have dear, good friends, and they are from, um, they're true, pretty Italian. So, I mean, it's the genetic, you got the genetic piece that puts yeah. you at risk. Uh, you have your location. And so for this <clears throat> friend, she she goes to Florida every year for a week or two hmm. to kind of rejuvenate in the middle, and it helps a lot. Wow. Um, and so- oh. You know, prevention, like I said, started early. Um, some people start feeling the symptoms as early as August, end of August. Right. And the reason being is that the days do get shorter, mm-hmm. but the majority of people really do notice it when the time changes. Right. When they'll fall back an hour. Wow. And, yes. and you know, I don't want to 
put my age out there, but I don't remember feeling this rundown. I don't about either. 10 years I don't ago. either. No, I don't either. This seems this year has really hit me hard for some reason, maybe because I don't have a job anymore. But, but uh, is age a factor in this as well? Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting you brought that up, Jamie. Um, so it actually starts the prevalence. It really starts in around in our can, as early as in our 20s. Um, okay. And then can move forward. Um, average age. Like I said, 20 to 30 is when it starts and then onward. Well, and that would make sense. Yeah. It just started with you. Yeah. So since I'm in my 20s, (laughs) (laughs) are you, you know, Jamie, you look like you're in your 20s. Thank you. And, you know, one of the things you have to really be concerned about is that you're, you know, retired and then you'll be in the house more, less exposure. Right to the sun. So even in the winter, sunny days, make it a point to get out, right, okay. do things. Yep. And plus, I'm always phone laundry. It takes, I got two boys. They, they always, they like during up their laundry. Yeah. I'm always so phone laundry always in the house. house. <laughs> so you need to, you're going to have to start folding laundry on the porch. I guess. Yeah. Sounds <laughs> like a plan. You know, yeah. that makes so much sense because yesterday yeah. I said, you know what? I just feel like I need some sunlight. So I kind of lay yeah. out in the sun. I mean, not my, not, you know, it was like 70. So I just got some sun on my face and I felt so much better. And, and it was maybe only 30 minutes, right. but it changed my day around it. You know, both, both the warmth of the sun and the brightness I, I certainly can feel a big difference um, on certain days. You know, the um, the light box is the, and vitamin D is the treatment of choice. But if that doesn't work, then our sailors need to seek a their doctor. Mm-hmm. And the drug of choice is Wellbutrin. Okay. Is you that know, some, is that pres- prescription? You got to have prescription for that. You right? do, and that's yeah. when it would be. And so it's interesting. So for to get good medical care for you know sailors, you got to know the signs and symptoms. You know, right. I'm just feeling I'm feeling sluggish. My yeah. appetite is up um, because, of course, it could look like other diseases as well, and so it's important. Right. So with that, you just said that. So what's the difference between? Seasonal depression and normal unseasonal and depression. Holiday and holiday uh, depression. Increase of sweet. You know, we I just mean, had Halloween. It happens all the same time of the year, right? So you, your holidays, you, you know, you start getting the seasonal depression around the round right before the holidays, and then you have pie. You have you get s'mores. yeah. You gain ten pounds <laughs> around the same time. So how do you? Is there anything that stands out with seasonal depression? Well, yeah, I think one of the big things first to d- talk about is, is there a difference between seasonal depression and non-seasonal depression? Right, right. And so the seasonal depression is you're going to be able to distinguish a pattern. It mm-hmm. comes relatively the same time every year. You may not notice it the first year, but right. anytime we have a change in the way we feel, I really encourage people honestly to make notes because when you go to your provider, get they need the information. Right. Now, and so in non-seasonal depression, one of the other um, differences is concentration. Seasonal depression doesn't generally affect concentration. Um, and it doesn't quite have that hopelessness of Got non-seasonal. It. Because the hopelessness, I think once people understand the pattern, it's not good 
But at the same time, they have more hope, like this is going to go away, unlike um, non-seasonal depression. Right. So as leaders, as leaders, when we're looking at our sailors, because I'm just looking and and now that I know the symptoms, I've noticed a change in their eating habits. <laughs> so as leaders, um, you know, noticing, knowing our sailors, we say intrusive leadership because, you know, them and how they act and react and eat and everything. Um, what can we do to say, all right, you know what I think, or at what point can we say, I think you might need a make some changes. I think you might be symptomatic. Mm. Wow. Thank you for bringing that up, Jamie, because it reminds me of one of the things we're talking about in EOSC as well. There, It's called Core Leader Functions. The, um, the acronym is SMITTER. Um, and within SMITTER, the first thing you want to do is identify. And so if leaders and the command understand what these symptoms are, then they can identify it. And we're talking about using the acronym OSCAR to be able to communicate with our sailors um, in a way that is helpful and then help guide them to get the T, which is treatment. And, you know, the biggest thing um, earlier, maybe before the show, we were talking about stigma. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is we really just want to normalize. You know what? Yeah. This this is a part of life you know, depending on your risk factors, no biggie, you know, just like some people have asthma, you got to identify it. You got to get it treated and notice the triggers. And this is the same, the same concept and just educate people. And too often we as sailors choose to live in pain than, than in, uh, you know, freedom from that. And he gets on me all the time. I have back a lower back issue and he's like, well, you just go to the doctor. And I'm like, Oh, I'll get there someday. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. But we choose that we choose to, uh, battle or, or, you know, battle this seasonal depression or whatever, you know, mental health, we choose to battle it without the seeking help, um, over, just breaking down and going to medical. Yeah. Mm, absolutely. You know, you keep leading me right back into this, this EOSC. And one of the things that we talk <laughs> about in, in EOSC is <clears throat> we have four buckets, mm-hmm. mind, body, spirit, and social. And seasonal depression has the potential to drain each of these buckets because with seasonal depression, One of the other factors is people tend to isolate. Remember, I talked about the bear. Um, And then, of course, it can affect our spirit and our mind. But then we talked about, yes, our body with wanting to sleep. And so one of the biggies that we have to stress to our sailors in terms of helping them to be resilient and strong is first taking care of ourselves and helping people to understand it is natural that things we, we have a life has some wear and tear, but we have to be able to fill those buckets back up, whether it's seek by myself a light box, whether it's, you know, go to a provider, whether it's talk to a trusted friend, or if it's just get a little bit of extra sleep that day because I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've been really working on that. And, and one of the things I say is work as hard or one of the things I've learned is to work as hard on your recovery as you do when you're on. So I work as hard being off <laughs> as you do as you work 
as hard being on. Ashley wakes me up at five thirty. Well, in the I mean, <laughs> I gotta get my run in, but but you know. well, wow, that's impressive. You know, I really say uh, in response to what you just said, we have to listen to our body. Yes. You know, I used to fight against it, and yes. when we talk about that, you know, one of the things that we as humans, leaders, and military members have to get away from is glamorizing not needing enough sleep. Sleep mm-hmm. is a magic pill. And yes. so with that being said, because that's the way we re- we repair ourselves. And so in the winter, we may need a little bit more sleep. But the idea is, if I'm feeling sluggish and down, you know, there are things that we can do. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's so that you can just get on Amazon to help you, you know, <laughs> or a light box. I mean, I'm going to get one. <laughs> on my desk. Yeah. So Jamie, yeah. if you'd like, I can, um, I can send you a link, you know, to the yes. ones that there were some studies because it would, it would seem more convenient. Let's get this little small one, but that doesn't really work as well. The screen size actually needs to be a certain um, size at least to be effective, at least a 12 by 17 um, from that perspective. And it has three bulbs and then you should replace the bulbs about every three years. Oh, wow. All right, cool. Yeah. We can put that on our uh, description. Well, yeah, we'll we'll put it out on our social media and so that everybody can, you know, listening to this can know which one it is. Right. Definitely. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. You're so welcome because what happens is people often are facing a, um, a disruption in their circadian rhythm. And we used to think that, you know, all circadian rhythm was on a um, 24 hour cycle, but there was a um, a physician who wrote a book. It's called reset your inner clock. And he's got some things out on YouTube and it really talks about, Hey, Jamie, your, your circadian rhythm might be 24 hours and five minutes. You know, mine might be 25 hours and it's how do we set our circadian rhythm so that we can, uh, participate in life. You know what a pilot told me one time? <laughs> he said, just drink orange juice. It'll help with your circadian rhythm. And I was like, okay, sir. Get <laughs> <laughs> orange juice. It what was, his, me. What was <laughs> his rationale for that? Uh, well, you know, he's a, uh, he was a pilot admiral and um, a Navy pilot, but also he um, worked for um, UP not FedEx, but the other one, UPS, he flew for them. And so he said, you know, when he would go through different time zones, he would drink orange juice and it would help, um, I guess, trigger his mind to wake up like it was the morning. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe orange juice is full of sugar. (laughs) Yeah, that's a sugar rush. (laughs) Like drinking a monster. (laughs) Yeah, because in reality, you know, in a typical circadian rhythm, you know, we have our highest alertness at uh, 10 a.m. And at 9 p.m. is when we start secreting typically uh, melatonin naturally for sleep. Jamie's mm. secreting that stuff like at 5 p.m. Yeah, five, well, as soon as the sun goes <laughs> so, down, 5.30. On her watch, <laughs> she starts on the way home. So by the time she gets home, she's done. Well, that's, you know, we're talking about symptoms of seasonal depression. Yeah. So, Jamie, yeah. you may have to get Heath to buy you one of those nice light boxes for Christmas. I know. I'm Actually, she I, she's my sugar mama. Yeah. Now, now that so he's retired, she's I'm a sugar mama. She's a she's a sugar mama. Mm-hmm. I'm just no angry ass retiree until we get somewhere else and I'll have to get a job. <laughs> Enjoy it while I can, you know. 
Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Enjoy it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So um thank you so much for this is enlight you just enlightened my life. Never even heard of any of this stuff. I'm looking forward to going back to work and feeling 10 times better and sharing this information with my sailors, really. Definitely. Absolutely. I loved your play on words. Yes, I hope to enlighten people and they can light up with the light box. Light light up, light up with the light box. Yeah, definitely. Well, is there anything else that we missed that you might want to go into that we just didn't? You know, I, um, like I said, there are five faces of depression. Um, Maybe people at a later point, we could talk about atypical depression. Um, Mm. a completely different type of depression, but by all means, my goodness, thank you so much for having me on. And, you know, you've got my contact information. If any sailors would like have further questions or would like to follow up. Definitely. uh, It's been a pleasure, ma'am, but, uh, we're about to end this, but don't please stay on the call. We'll talk offline real quick. And with that, I wish you fair winds and following seas.